So if you had stopped breathing at 10.30 this morning, just have an out-breath, or even if you stopped somewhere else, or something held, if anything got held on to today, <clears throat> welcome that, breathe with it. Include it, let yourself take a moment to find out if you have yourself. If you have your legs. Take a moment to see if you have your belly. Belly is often the first place to go when we get back into relationship. Check it out. It's like our survival place, and we can tighten there. (laughs) This story comes to mind. I wasn't going to say this, but I was on a a retreat uh, with my teacher some time ago, different kind of retreat, But at a certain point, they asked us to get into pairs with somebody we didn't know. Uh, There had been silence and meditation, and they said, get into pairs with someone you don't know. Don't just go to the people you know. And we did the exercise, and we came back, and later he reported, he said, I had the sense that in that moment, and there was, I think, 200 people in the room, he said, I I had the sense like 160 sphincter muscles started to tighten (laughs) at that point. (laughs) It's like, how do we navigate that world? The holding on, wherever it is we hold on, right? So belly can go. Uh, Heart, the next place. Like, how do I navigate that world of the whole social realm? Sometimes head even goes and we disappear above or behind, we dissociate a little bit. That can also happen. And all of it is welcome. It's not like you have to suddenly be complete to play the game. You don't have to be fully enlightened to play the game, to to join the dance. Because otherwise, what a sad world that would be (laughs) if we had to be fully prepared meal before we could go and join in. That's not what our world asks of us. So I want to look a li- reflect a little bit about what well, I'm calling it um, a new conversation, having a new conversation. So the first meeting, the first conversation, and we've been practicing it all week, is with ourselves. Is with ourself. Landing more and more in this seat, finding out more and more what's here, getting a little surprised at what we find sometimes on the level of the patterning and also the level of what is beyond that. We do this depth work, a meditative path, and it's we could liken it to a vertical channel. Remember that metaphor the other day, somebody in a lift shaft. It's like we go deeper and we are attracted to depth, which is why we're here. Right? Something about going deeper than the surface appearance of things, that attracts the human heart. Because when we're reduced to being on the surface, we keep bumping into the same conversation with ourselves, the same conversation with each other, the same conversation on the planet. Like the movie Groundhog Day, right? The guy keeps having the same conversation. And whether in our life we might get tired of having the same conversation, so we think, okay, I'll go and have a new 
job, new partner, new whatever it is. And of course sometimes that's appropriate or step out of that. But very often, and I hear this from people and I see it and I know that, unless the inner work has been done, even those faces that seem so fresh and new, and it's going to be different this time, at certain point we end up in the same conversation. And I don't mean just the words. I think you know what I mean, right? It's the same things that are arising for us, the same sense of self arising. And it might be a lovely sense of self, or it might be a terrible sense of self, but it has it becomes sort of two-dimensional, old, not so fresh. Like somebody in the small group the other day said something like, um, I've been here before, and he meant Gaia House, and then he also meant, oh, I've been here before. <laughs> right? I've been here before. And we do. That doesn't need our judgment. We come back to the same place again and again, and next time we see it, we have a little bit more clarity if we're cultivating wisdom. We see it's a spin. We never saw it was a spin. We thought it was the truth before, that I'm deficient or I'm unlovable or whatever it might be. We have the same thing comes around, but it becomes a new conversation with awareness. As we cultivate the awareness, it starts to look, we get a little bit more of a vantage point on it and see it in a slightly new way. Doesn't mean it's less painful, but this is the suffering that leads to the end of suffering. So, in how's it been going today? How's this, how's this realm of entering into the two-ness, three-ness, four-ness of each other or staying solitary wherever we were with that? Let's get a, I would like to get a pulse, a pulse in the room, pulse of the room of, um, I wonder, there's a couple of ways we could do this all rather unsatisfactory because we would <laughs> we would need to have a real conversation with each of us to, to know really your world today but this really really uh, rudimentary one right <laughs> and the so you know great medium terrible was it flickering in between and there's the content and there's the seeing right there's all of it where would you put your thumb right now if you were asked to give a if you would wouldn't mind Doing a few thumbs. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little bit gross way of doing it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I saw. Okay, I saw. But, you know, we always see what we see, don't we? <laughs> a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. La, la, la. Right? That's how it goes, right? But I saw, as objectively as my mind is able, I would say I saw... 70, 70% towards 12 o'clock, uh, I saw maybe 20% towards 3 o'clock, around there, and maybe I saw 5 10% towards 6 o'clock, something like that. And it will change, of course, during the day, you know, it's not like we're one thing, are we? We're, we are, if we learn anything here, we're changeable phenomena, right? That's the blessing, but it's also the tricky part because we can't just get ourselves in a box and know what to do now anymore. I know what to do now, right? So how, 
some of the old conversation or some of the some of the wiring that's there is is when we get into relationships with others is sort of the hardwired stuff of the instincts as Shada spoke about the other night very basic on one level and we may or may not see these pieces um, the instincts of basically is the other one a friend or a foe is it something I can mate with this is on a very basic level is it something that's going to eat me or can I eat it (laughs) and you know this this is not a joke is it it's like on an animal level and that's part of what we are that's that's the story, right? That's probably not going to happen here. Well, it's not, that's not going to happen here. <laughs> it's not going to happen here. We're checking. We're looking from the teacher wing to make sure that's not happening here. Right? But that might be some of the terror. You know, we start, as we open more, we see those forces. It's not the whole of what we are. And they need the skillful handling. It's why we have precepts. It's why we have presence and awareness. Um, and we take care with that. But we also let ourselves know it. You know, as I said the other day, the belly is the place. If we shut it down, we become dull. If we open it up too quickly, it's, it's giddying. It's, oof, it spins us a lot. On the social level, the level of the heart, we could say, there's forces of, you know, the basic, one of the basic ones that can arise for us as we enter in together is... Am I lovable? <coughs> Somehow not always knowing our lovability. This is a very tender one for us. Fearing rejection, doubting our lovability, our worthiness. And we may even have structures that try and pad around that, um, of trying to make ourselves lovable in the ways we've learned in our life. How do I make myself lovable? I Whatever it is I do to try and do that, I. What do you? What, what did you learn to do to try and make yourself lovable? Right? We have our ways, don't we? And that needs love and care because, as someone pointed out this morning, um, when we start to enter in a relationship and speak, we start to see ourselves more clearly. I start to see, oh, here I am trying to take care of everyone, or here I am. Um, terrified of everyone or here I am wavering at the edge not knowing how to enter a circle and that was just like it was at school God I hate that That, that's why I came to Guy House to get away from that right oh okay with awareness we can start to hold that place it's like oh here you are here you are the one who doubts it's like it's, it's like the awareness of this is not caught, and that's what strengthens. Here you are, here you are. Huh, you doubt. You doubt that you belong. Huh. Breathing with that. How tender. How tender. How do I choose somebody? How do I choose whether to go in or not? How do I do that, and who? How do I choose? Do we choose? How does that work? Well, if I'm attracted to go there, does that mean it's grasping? And if I'm not attracted, does that mean it's aversion? And how do I choose? 
And it's the same. It's this is life, isn't it? Because then we could move into. Um, it's a little bit like Shada and the porridge question. I always do the same thing. I go to that particular way of doing it. There's another possibility. Is that self-mortification or force, or is it coming out of an intention of experimenting, loving, just trying something new, um, in the service of seeing what I can find out? And these are questions that we're asked to face in our life, like what motivates us to act? And luckily, we don't have to know perfectly because it's likely to be mixed. That's As we clarify the heart-mind, it's likely to be mixed. There might be some greed and there might be some aversion, but there might be some love, there might be some clarity, there might be some real service. So giving ourselves lots of leeway, not having to do it perfectly. One teacher says, liberation is to be without anxiety about imperfection. Hooray! (laughs) Right? To be without anxiety about imperfection. We don't practice. You know, we have this expression in English, practice makes perfect. No. Not here. Because <laughs> it's another strategy. If I become perfect, then I'll be lovable, successful, and I won't feel, I won't have to feel the vulnerability of being the human being in this vast, mysterious universe. So we don't have to be perfect. So if there's any of you left with a lingering critic of not entering in or Whatever your critic might have done today, coward or, or you said too much, you said the wrong thing, or you just presented it all wrong, or you forgot to listen to the other and you just spoke for two hours, oh my God, how embarrassing. <laughs> it's okay. How else do we learn? How else do we learn? I see for myself that my attachment to the old conversations, whether that, even if they're good conversations, you know, but they become a little stale, my attachment to my role or my attachment to, you know, whatever it might be, oh, it's 10 o'clock, not quite ready for bed, I'll just turn the email on just for the 15th time today, you know, that whatever little grooves we get into that, that are trying to feed us, trying to keep us secure, when we don't really... that The attachment kind of dulls us in a way, dulls us in a way. That those attachments protect us, and that's okay, but they can protect us from that encounter with the unvarnished living presence which is where we learn. And it doesn't mean we have to throw ourselves into it. I think that's really important. The, the, the patterning of our <clears throat> programs, the sankharas they're called, these programs are characterized quite simply by being either under-energized and reluctant or over-energized and a little pushy. 
right? very broad, broadly speaking. That twitch I spoke about last night, that kind of restless twitch to come into becoming, becoming someone, either can have a kind of force push, and, we, and, and then we could say, okay, well, I'm normally scared of entering circles, so I'm going to push myself. That may be a counterspin. That might be a counterspin that I talked about last night. And if it is, we'll see it. That's the good thing. We'll see it. We'll, with awareness, we wake up and we go, oh, that's what I'm doing. I did that for, I've done that for years, counter-spinning. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have to dive into it all now. It's terrifying, but I'm going to, you know, counterphobic tendencies, throw myself in. That wasn't always kind. Attuned. Sensitive. And we might flip-flop between the two, and that's just fine. To find the middle way, most of us have to go to either extreme a little bit. And the extremes can get softer, but to find the middle way, how else do we find the middle way with anything? With with, um, family... I remember. So, so some of it's taking a risk to to not force ourselves into something different because that might be a counterspin. But just to see what's actually arising internally here. What's the conversation I want to have? Not the script of it, but what do I want? How do I want to attend to myself right now and the world? Otherwise, we keep having the same conversation. Um, I got this this new this phrase, and I'm probably use, I might be overusing it because I'm excited about it. But this whole thing about a new conversation. La- a few weeks ago, um, I was at an international teacher meeting of of teachers from our lineage, and one of the days of the conference was a training in um, undoing racism. And uh, in, the, in the teacher meetings, we're exploring Dharma, and Dharma is always the arising of the mind and the world, right? Dharma isn't other than the arising of the mind and the world. That's how, that's how, well, that's what arises. And one of the presenters, one of the, yeah, the, one of the presenters was uh, offering us this phrase of having a new conversation. Because a lot of our, and you can look institutionally, and well, we can look at this point, we can look at England, but we were in the USA. But um, institutionally, some of what we're leaning on, some of the privilege we lean on, we know, is born from oppression, right? Is born from a kind of institutionalized racism, from our history, from the history, right? It's like, okay. Right, if we want to really be in the world with our awakening together, then how do we have a new conversation? How do we have a new conversation with each other? And racism is one part. Any forms of oppression, any forms of um, where the separate self keeps being fed without us knowing and not making ourselves wrong for that. We're all in this together, 
We're all in this together. So it can be really, the work we do here is part of our um, clearing up, doing the work of clearing up what's arising in this location is for our own awakening and it really is if we start to see it and sincerely take that work on for our world. Not making this a heavy duty now because in any one moment it might be very, very tiny and very light. I can just hear a little bit more, hear a little bit more of my fear or my pushiness that these aren't limited to this location. These have ripples. Let me take care of this for my benefit and for the benefit of all. So a small thing, again, because it can sound very heavy, can't it, when it's the world and oppression, right? But where does that arise? Where does that arise? It arises right here. As one this beautiful Cambodian... um, uh, Mahagosananda, who was a peace activist and, and monk, um, who was uh, traveling around uh, speaking about and uh, the, the uh, landmines still littered all over his country. Um, and he was making that link very clearly. Again, not making somebody feel guilty. That's just another spin. That's another place to try and hang out. But he was saying, yeah, where, where do those landmines begin? Where do they begin? We can easily think, oh, it's those other, those bad guys that do it. But where do landmines begin? And he pointed here. They begin here, right? The greed, hatred, and delusion arise here. So just breathing with the heart, doing our, our work here is part of our world. So a small way I practiced this once because I noticed in my family situation it would be um, sometimes the same conversations. <laughs> Do you ever notice that? <laughs> sometimes. And you know what I mean, don't you? It's not the same words necessarily, but we find ourselves either in the same positions or doing the same thing. Or, and it was, a, it, was, it was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, I think. It was about... 15 years ago and um, my cousin was there and uh, one of my cousins was there and and it was friendly the the conversation we had every time we met was quite lovely there was nothing wrong with it it was it wasn't unwholesome it wasn't unethical it was sweet and beautiful but it just happened to be the same conversation and he he came up to me and he said he said all right, Kath. He said, all right. And uh, I actually listened to the question. <laughs> and I checked it out. And I said, oh, no, I know what he said. He said, top-notch. Is everything top-notch? Like wanting me to say yes. And there would be love that would come through that. It wasn't that it was all false. We have to be really careful. It was a lot of love in that. But he, the, you know what the second line is, don't you, of the conversation? Top notch? Yes, top notch. Right, that's supposed to be the line. But that day I wasn't trying to be contrary. But that, he asked me, was it top notch? And the fact was it wasn't <laughs> that day right there. I said, 
Sometimes it's top notch, sometimes it's middle notch, and sometimes it's bottom notch. <laughs> and he said, he said, um, and he looked at me, and he and he said, you know what? He goes, it's like that for me too. He said, it's like that for me too. And actually, there was more room for the love. I don't know him that well. But there was just a little bit more room for the love. So a way that I like to work with this, one of the, the, the best supports for this practice of entering the world is mindfulness of body as well as mindfulness of mind. I mean, it's all arising here, right? The way that I feel it in myself with the over-energized sankharas, the over-energized programs, the leaning in, the wanting to, you know, take it all in from the other or entertain the other or consume the other or whatever, the over-energized programs, I feel them in the body like a leaning up and forward. The energy comes up, the excitement comes up, and I a little bit leave my seat, or a lot. Sometimes we completely leave our seat, right? It's like, it's so exciting out there, right? I want it all. And I'm kind of exaggerating the shape of it, but you can feel it. I can already feel this sort of tightness in my belly, a leaning forward and a, a wanting. We don't have to judge that. There might be a lot of energy in it. There might be a lot of love in it. There might be um, some really good intentions and clarity in it even. But it may not be, we may still be in the old conversation. The other way I experience, the other, the reluctant, the under-energized, the pulling back, is like leaning back a little bit, not quite wanting the world to touch me not wanting the impact of the raw data of what's here. And the Buddha, he, he, again, in his brilliance, he talked about uh, craving, as you know, he talked about craving, um, in a number of ways, but two ways that he talked about it was the craving for becoming someone and the craving for non-becoming. I crave to become the one who, whatever it is, who is lovable or who is... Or I crave to not really be in this conversation at all with the world right now. Right? Seeing those, feeling them, feeling the energetic of the pushing forward and the pulling back, I find it really useful. And um, when I see it, depending on who I'm with, if I haven't seen it and it's four days and I haven't seen it, it's okay. Whoa, I've been just like right out of the picture. I've been backed off in my garage for four days, okay? Interesting. Oh, yeah, I'm scared, okay? Starting to see that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, then there's a thought, don't make me be in the world. Okay, can I hear that? Can I breathe with that? Can I widen with that? It's all welcome. With awareness as our home, it's, it's all welcome. The light starts to shed and a new conversation with ourselves starts to happen.
And if we're with each other and we're practicing having new conversations with ourselves, we might bump into each other. We might not play the rules the same. And I remember um, when I was first traveling in India uh, 20-something years ago, and I had a pattern, well-conditioned pattern, of a um, little bit like a little bit like M was saying this morning, of uh, if if there was somebody on their own, uh, like at school or college or whatever, that my part of my way of knowing myself, well, I would go and include them, right? And it's a lovely pattern. It's not terrible. <coughs> it's wholesome. It's beneficial. It's, un- it's not. It's ethical. But we might find that there's a cost in it. It's like, oh, I always get to do that, and then I end up a little bit stuck, or whatever it is, right, when we have that old pattern. And I was in India, and, I, and it was near Christmas, and we were, I was having dinner with a bunch of people at a, we were on a beach somewhere, and I didn't know them, but we were be, doing our thing, and it was very nice. And I saw this guy, another traveler, on a table on his own, so there was my good intention. I went over and I said, very confident and really with love in my heart, hey, do come and join us. And he looked up and he was very steady and he wasn't aversive. He just looked up and he said, thank you, I think I'd rather be by myself tonight. I'd never had that conversation. <laughs> I'd never had that conversation. It really threw me. It kind of spun me like, oops, it didn't work. Oh, the mind can go, oh, what's wrong with him? Or grumpy, oh, what's it? Whatever it is, the mind can do all that stuff. But actually, when I looked, he was steady. He was looked like he was really enjoying his own company. And I had to just, I got a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a knock. That way, that box, even though it was quite a nice box, that box got a little bit dented and unraveled. The string came off the parcel. I was the parcel. Hey, come join the party. That box was no longer... It had passed its sell-by date. And the string came off. And it's tender, isn't it? If we don't have those same ways of doing it, how do we do it? How do we do it? So, the new conversation or the old conversation, don't reject either. Because we go back and again and again to the old conversation with ourselves until we fully understand it. Till we fully, that the awareness can get brighter and brighter and shed more light. Some of these grooves are deeply conditioned. They're not who and what we are, ultimately. But some of them are deeply conditioned. And... Uh, we gather resources in our practice. We practice generosity, patience, kindness, gratitude, meditation, <coughs> samadhi, um, in, in, and we get creative with that. And we come back around to, oops, here's the same conversation. As the guy said the other day, oops, I've been here before. Oops, here's the same conversation. There's a little bit more light. I see a little bit more of the puzzle. There's a lovely word in Pali, um, pajanati. And it has to do with knowledge 
that is sensitive. It's a sensitive knowing. There's the knowing of awareness and there's a sensitive touching of the phenomena that's here, which might be the old conversation with my, my fear, my aversion, my not wanting to join in, my desire and longing to join in but not knowing how to join in, my I never want to join in and joining in is no good anyway. Whatever is the conversation, a sensitive knowing, we hear it, we hear the conversation, we feel it in the body, start to be sensitive, sensitively knowing, so we can hold that, breathe with it, and with awareness it starts to maybe just deconstruct a little bit. One more piece of the puzzle is seen. And a little bit more light comes in to the old box. And this is the patient work of waking up. This is the patient work. And again, we don't have to be fully done to join the party. as we're just a little less hindered in one moment. Sometimes we'll feel more hindered because it shows up more, right? It shows up more clearly in in awareness. It's not that you're more hindered necessarily. It's that it's showing up very, very clearly. Um, As there's a little bit, like a chink in the boxes of our old strategies, a little bit more light comes in. New possibilities, creative possibilities, life's creative intelligence is fresher, is newer. And you all know this. You've all had newer conversations. So as we practice, we are doing our work for our benefit. And unbeknownst to us, or maybe known to us, for our world, as as one woman said, I mean, because it could sound very grand, couldn't it? It's like, oh, I'm not doing this for the world. Don't tell me that. It's just a, it's just me trying to be calm, right? <laughs> Give me a break. Right? Um, one woman said on retreat here at the end of the retreat, she said, "Yeah, I really did this work for my for my community. I think she said my family and community." She said, "I was a time bomb waiting to go off." She said. And I took care of that this week. One less bomb for that week. (laughs) Right? Hallelujah. So please don't underestimate the small steps in this. That's the only way that we have a new conversation. With the inner and the outer, the co-rising of them. And our seeing, our sensitive seeing of that. So maybe I'll leave that bit for till tomorrow. Yeah, I'll leave that bit till tomorrow. So as we have a shortly we'll have supper, tea, and then there's an open evening of practice in all its realms, the silence, the solitude, 
the being together. Um, just another support, just watch your energy. Um, take care with it. I, I, I remember some retreats at the end and I'd enter into the speaking and I'd be shaking by the end of it. There was so much, you know, the excitement would come in and then, ooh, I couldn't... Well, it wasn't terrible, but it was it was not the middle way. <laughs> it wasn't the middle way. It took some time to learn that piece of the pendulum swing. Take care with the energy, um, and the hall is free, so use it, dip in and out. Um, and at nine we'll meet back for the last sitting of the evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for the evening, can you keep your voices down in the circles as well? I'm not sure that it was terribly hilarious earlier, but in the evening, as the birds get quiet, we'll hear more. The house will hear more, so just keep... And you can remind each other of that, you know, like, oh, if it starts to get hilarious or whatever it does, it's like, okay. So, so in, in this gesture, it's uh, just reminding each other of the totality, right? Because we're always here as a totality, whether we know it or not, it doesn't always feel like that, but that's what's here. That's what's here. Um, so, yeah, let's take, just have a breath, and I'll tell you about tomorrow a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh no, it does actually say six forty five meeting hall. So um it's fine. It's really okay. Okay, thank you, Hamish. That's a really good point. So it's it's it, you know, it's actually as you probably noticed the whole thing is optional. <laughs> but six forty five I'll come into the hall. If you want to come in the hall to just kind of begin that formal period, you're very, very welcome. Um you don't have to come. I'll be here, and I'll probably ring the bell after about 20 minutes, um, if that's where you want to be. So tomorrow, wake up at 6.15, 6.45 sitting, 7.20 coordinators talk. Please do all attend. Um, there's important information to have then. That will all be silent at that point, and then I'll just say a little bit about... Uh, uh, just before we go to breakfast, breakfast will not be silent. You have a chance to be together again. Breakfast tomorrow. No, there's work period. That's also silent. We had talked about breakfast. Okay, eating is silent. All eating from now on is silent, right? But, okay, so the dining dining room stays silent in the morning. So I'll, we'll speak, we'll clarify that together and we'll speak, um, the work period will also be quiet because that's what our dear coordinators have found actually gets the work done <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? It's hard to multitask with all of that. Um, breakfast at 7.40, so that the, actually, yeah, breakfast at 7.40, uh, work period, and then we'll gather back here at 9.45 and we'll have a whole closing session with different uh, practices and reflections for us to do together right th through till 12. And at 12 there is an opportunity to look at 
as my teacher used to say, look at propaganda in the library. Um, and at 12.40 there is lunch and you are most welcome to stay for lunch and encouraged if you can. And I said I would check for the coordinator so they don't overcook. Um, can you please raise your hand if you will not be here for a 12.40 lunch tomorrow? One, two, three, four. That's great. So the majority of you will be. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so we'll post that, yeah. So let's just have a, a ruby. It's a very good point, yeah. It sounds like Shada and I just need to clarify exactly that. That's why, so Ruby's question, normally we have breakfast at 7.40 on a closing day so the hermitage yogis can get their breakfast in silence, but if we're in silence, so we'll clarify that point. Um, Let's just breathe together. Oh, Sita. Lunch clear-up people will still need to do that job. What the coordinators tomorrow morning will check if there are lunch clean-up people who have to go promptly after lunch, and they'll coordinate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's on the schedule. Room cleaning is at nine fifteen, so there's a half an hour there, nine fifteen to nine forty-five, where the rooms can get cleaned. Staff will talk about that in the morning. Um, yeah, Julian. Um, through breakfast and the work period yes it sounds like Shara and I need to just have a conversation about that and we'll we can feed that back in at, at the nine o'clock sitting tonight yeah yeah and will they talk tomorrow morning about uh, the cat bringing us back to the station yeah, we are okay thank you so the coordinators and they've enlisted my support um, will do a ride coordination that will work marvellously we've had 20 years of experience of of how that works and doesn't work yes so we will coordinate that all together at 7.20 in the morning and for those where if there isn't a ride that fits in this room a taxi driver local taxi driver he comes in and anyone left over who has particular special needs around cars and times goes to him it's it's potentially splendidly efficient <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the truth is. So let's just have a half a minute together before supper. See, as the information starts to come, sometimes we start to speed up or pull back and want to check out. And wherever you've gone, or maybe you're right here in this immediate living present, all is welcome. But the knowing of it is what makes the difference between the spiritual life and the life of the old conversation. When you're ever ready, enjoy your soup. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org.
donate.